G'day punters, welcome to the Mailbags preview for some of the features coming up this weekend. We've got the Doombin 10,000, the Goodwood in Adelaide, and then also the Roma Cup is a, a beauty in Perth. It's just a pity that it's still at Ascot and not at Belmont because uh, the track is pretty much stuffed and on its last legs, but nonetheless I'm sure they'll get 2,000 people out there wearing masks to celebrate Italian Day, which they could have done better at uh, Belmont and had a better race, but anyway. Uh, Enough ranting, let's get into the Doombin 10,000 to start things off. Shane Curlio, we spoke about this race on RSN earlier in the week and you threw out the fact that Eduardo was your top selection by some way. Is that still the case now on Thursday? Yeah, so um, the only thing I was sort of holding off from pulling the trigger at the price uh, was the forecast rain for Brisbane on Wednesday. So that rain's been and gone. Um, the track didn't sort of get as much as I anticipated. There was like 60 mils around the place, not far away. The Doomans copped about 28, 25 mils. So that's like nowhere near as much as I thought it could have. So like I think it's around 30 mils for the week or somewhere there, maybe 35. So not as much rain as what I thought. So I think it avoids like being really heavy. Um, and I think it sort of gets to that sort of soft six range uh, come race day because the sun's out and you know it's going to have nice weather the next couple of days. Still have the dewy mornings, but the nice weather. Um, so sun's out, bets out. Um, happy to launch in to at like it's like two fifteen across the boards now, taking that price. Um, like I just can't find a knock. It's the best horse and it leads. Um, and I think it's got a big jockey. I think it's got a big jockey switch. I thought. Um, uh, who wrote it last week? Uh, Brenton oh. wrote it last week. I thought he um, thought it went not last week, last start. Like I know Nature Strip ate him, but like it, he almost went too slow. Yeah. Um, in those two wins when Nash wrote him, um, he he lit him up early, yeah. and in in the first case got the better, slightly got the better of uh, Nature Strip in very fast time, and then demolished him in the galaxy. Mm. Yeah, I suppose you can look at it and say, oh, 1,200, you know, is it a different setup? But not not in this grade. This is a big dropping grade. There's no nature strip, like, eyeballing him from the from the 400. Like, this is – like, he'll be that far in front here. Won't matter. I, I, look, I could honestly see it starting, like, $1.70, $1.80 easily. Um. Maybe Vega One is the is the map horse now to get the right run to to sort of finish you know in the money. Um, had a look at um, Bossy. He's ridden like three from his last fifty. Two of them are Group Ones. Um, he, he lands in the right spot here on Vega One. Um, you know for the miners. I don't know. Mark, you probably got a decent handle on um, a couple of these Sydney horses to see where they fit. I thought. Trekking was disappointing the other day. It looked like he blew up at the 200. Yeah, we, we spoke about that on that review. He, um, mm. Could be fitness. Could have been a could fitness be fitness thing. or it could be he's getting on and he's not quite the horse he was. But his second up record is good. So if, if you wanted to be forgiving, you can be. Um, and Wild Ruler seems a bit close to trekking uh, to um, Eduardo to me in the betting. It, on, I know he had a poor setup for him in the Galaxy, but he was getting... Stack a weight off at Eduardo that day and couldn't get near him. Um, so how he's sub five dollars is 
a little bit beyond me. Obviously, Matt, uh, does it Matt well? Uh, drawn two and Jay McDonald. I suppose that's compressing its price, but it seems too close to the favourite for me. A little bit. Like, um, yeah, I've I've sort of given him a bit of a bonus for the map too because of the gate compared to his rivals like Trekking and, say, Graf, who was another horse I thought, you know, might be able to run on sort of into a, into the money uh, from a better gate, but now he's drawn the outside, so he's going to have to go back probably an extra pair or two than what I anticipated there. Um, like, you know, bo- I've sort of bonused up Wild Rule a bit from the map, you know, just off that and, like, mm. still can't get it anywhere near Eduardo. Yeah, no, I'm... Like close at double figures than 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 four sixty. Yeah, he he was um, he wasn't he, he wasn't backed. He was specked against Eduardo in the Galaxy, but Eduardo was very very solid in that, and mm. they they ran accordingly. Yeah, I, you would then on that evidence you'd expect Eduardo to be backed and wild rule to drift for a start. Have to, yeah. have to. Yeah. He's still uh, giving Graf a sneaky knockout chance, or have you softened no, on that? I've sort of softened my position there a little bit just because of the gate. Um, like I just can't see it anywhere else but out the back now. And if they do chance their arm, he's going to be cast, I think. Well, favourite to be cast. <laughs> if they chance the arm and try and slot in, you know, two or three, you know, a couple of pairs closer than than where you sort of map it from there. I mean, you've got a couple of horses that are probably none anyway with Kingsville, Dream and Horovian at this trip, but he still can't. I don't think he can settle any further than, you know, in front of them too. So I think he's cast from the game. It's Doom and 1200s traditionally on pace anyway, isn't it, leaders? Yeah. Well, what about yeah, that's, yeah, that's just Doom in, in general, I think. Um you prefer to be up there than not, that's for sure. And soft track doesn't affect that too much? No, nah, no. Nah. No, okay. Uh, the leaders just find the right lane first. That's the that's the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's not a lot to sort of talk about this race. It's sort of the, well, the juice has come out of it. I, I think the favourite leads and wins, and it's a matter of what price at SPs. Almost too obvious. Well, it is. But if Eduardo gets rolled, like, I'll probably lose for the day because that'll be at this – like, I've got it a massive overlay and bet up. So, good best horse, good jock switch, leader. Like, what other boxes do you need to ticket Doom and, like – Yeah, it's just – does he have an off day or not? It's simple as that. Well, I'll tell you what, the trainer certainly won't be talking it down. Jeez, he can spruik one. Oh, doesn't he? he does it every time, yeah. <laughs> Back to Terra Vista and, you know... WSB. Yeah. WBS, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, World's best sprinter. Anyway, there it is. 2.15 across the boards. Um, it's a bet. Right. I, I will say, and we, we touched on this in one of the Sydney shows, uh, we're trying to, you know, between me and Pete and Rob and Mark Sheen, trying to get a head round. I mean, what, this is a different Eduardo, this prep. And he did... He did have the stable change. He, he came to Joe Pryor sort of halfway through the spring, winter spring prep last time. And this is the first time he's had his, gone out for a spell with Joe Pryor and come back under his care. Yeah. And the improvement has been remarkable. He was always a good quality sprinter with the original camp, but this is this is proper group one stuff now. Mm. Indeed. Probably not a bad segue into the group one at uh, Morfordville as well because... I think it's fair to say that Gitra has 
done similar, sort of gone to a new level. Probably not as old. Chitra's only five. Eduardo's a little bit older, isn't he? A seven-year-old. Seven, yeah, nearly eight. Um, but Gitra certainly, in terms of what it was able to produce last preparation, I mean, third in the Everest, won the Concord first up, defeating Nature Strip, dirty work, ball of muscle, basically went past them like they weren't there. And then won the, uh, the yes, 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 defeating uh, Hawkbury on her and Eduardo once, once more. Like, it's got strong SP over Behemoth. It gets map advantage over Behemoth as well. And although there's been a little injury concern, it had a couple of bone chips removed. You just have to trust the trainer, don't you? The horses won first up last two preparations, winning that race, obviously, in Sydney, and then winning the Lightning this preparation before, beating Nature Strip on both occasions. Like, that's just surely better than a lot of the, uh, the rest of the field. And to be fair, I, I can't get Instant Celebrity with its map anywhere near $6.50. I think that clearly has to drift out, as does a lot of these other horses that are clearly just seemingly there for a bit of a runaround. What are you expecting the track to play like? Uh, look, I'd be saying more even than anything. I've been doing a little bit of digging with the rail four metres and potentially, if anything, it might be a little bit of rails and run inferior, but there's not a huge sample size over the last few few years. So uh, it's, it's typical Adelaide though, isn't it? Just yeah. <laughs> expect well, the, nothing. <laughs> the consensus seemed to be last week that it was mad inside, but that was certainly not the case by the end of the meeting. Yeah. I think that's um, it. Quite often it's just more that, especially in those early races, some of the horses aren't that good. And so if you're finding yeah. the fastest way home or the shortest way home, you're probably going to be advantaged if you get the right run. So, Yeah. Um, but in terms of the, the map, I mean, you've got Savato Excel leading. Kemal Parser probably sits on the outside of it. Not sure what they're doing with dollar for dollar from that wide barrier, but imagine they'll try and roll forward and hopefully slot in if the tempo is genuine enough. But G-Tri basically just stalks them. Um, dirty work might try and kick up but he hasn't really shown that much early speed of late um, Behemoth will sit on G-Tri's back I imagine and they'll fight it out but the rest of them mm. back in the field I can't see them giving a head start to either G-Tri or Behemoth and coming over the top of them so instant celebrity I know we were penning it last <laughs> start and it got probably the most <laughs> blessed run you'll see coming up the inside Uh you know, six dollars fifty looks well and truly short enough there. I read somewhere before last week that um, Philip Stokes was asked, "Is instant celebrity going as well as she was in the spring?" And he bluntly said, "No." Yeah, that <laughs> was a nice slow for it. <laughs> well, I, th I think that's fair to say. I mean, you have a look at the figures coming out of that race: the Sangster and slow race. The overall figure is pretty ordinary, to be honest. Um, when you're having a look at a group one and even when you have a look at the class it, it hasn't exactly smashed that that number either so anyway it's beaten it's beaten subpoena the half length who <laughs> we thought 1200 was too short for it she, she's a nice horse but she's yeah. not a 1200 meter horse and the other one the, the, the thing that was back ran last just completely yeah. failed so yeah it's getting a bit thin I guess all I'm saying with this race is that I often think you can overthink a few of these races and for me GTRA is either say a $2.20 chance and you're getting $3.30 to find out if the horse is back near his best <laughs> or his millions and he's not winning so I'm happy to trust the trainer I don't think Jay Collett's flying across just uh, to keep Rob Scurry company so um, 
I wonder if they visit the Barossa together or something. You never know. You never know where Scurry's going to pop up <laughs> post. Exactly right. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I don't have a lot more to add to that, actually. Um, I think you're right. I think like he's going to slot into a nice position from the gate, G-Char, and um, Behemoth is going to be like on its back. and well, They're the two best horses, I think. Yeah. I think your approach is right, Pete. In that, um, yeah. If you decide, if you decide to start from, if your starting point was that Keytra's got issues and is not going to win, you're making a much longer and torturous process for yourself. I yeah. Think. Um, this way, you can just, you know, you don't have to have, um, you know, you're asked on it, but have your bet on it. If it wins, it wins, and mm. if it doesn't win, then it's a much more open race than that. Uh, well, I suppose it opens up for um, Behemoth, but you outlined some reasons why he wasn't overly well suited. So, it, yeah, you're, you're probably having to look five or six different ways if you're going around him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just just one of those. I mean, I, I, when I was doing the form, I, I don't pay attention to any noise anyway, so I, I had no idea that the horse had had bone chips removed or, you know, had spelled in New South Wales and had two jump outs. And, like, yeah, I went and watched the jump outs. So it was fine. It was a classic sort of jump out. It wasn't... You know, you're not there to set the world on fire on a jump out. It's not exactly a, a even a trial, let alone, you know. But, yeah, I think you can get overwhelmed with a lot of noise and it's best just not to listen to it or pay any attention to anything that anyone says when you're doing the form. Keep things simple. Um, look, the last race I will preview is the Roma Cup at Ascot because... This is a capacity field. I know both of you probably haven't heard of too many of these horses outside of probably Windstorm and uh, the Velvet King ran around Victoria, as did Elite Street. Rock Magic used to be a, uh, a New South Wales horse with, I think it was Gay Waterhouse, but he's now 11 years old and still going seemingly very well for an 11-year-old. Um, but it's just a capacity field. Looks like a cracking race. I think the map's probably just the key thing here. And you have a look at horses like Rock Magic and, I mean, yeah, Drawn 15, Vela Road the same, Cup Night and Get Back anyway. Uh, they're all going to be giving a head start to horses like Caracapo will be probably the leader with dance music on the outside, whether or not Money Matters and the Velvet King push on from their wider gates. So I think they probably will, uh, and that will set up a pretty genuine tempo. For me, Massimo, Elite Street, Flirtini are clearly the map horses here. Uh, Elite Street does seem priced as if you're putting a line through his Victorian campaign, which was, I guess, below average or below par. But having said that, a lot of his figures in Perth, he sort of exploded first up over a 1,000, um, and then he's really efficient off these moderate to slow tempos. Now, I'm expecting faster here, and I've just got a small query as to whether or not he will appreciate that as much as, say, like a Flirtini. Um, and the price as well, $4.60, $4.80 or so versus Flirtini. We're actually getting $8. We started dominant favourite in the Northern Sprint and never had uh, any daylight at all. I want to just touch on Blinker's first time for a mare at the age of six years old, I believe. Do you either of you have any thoughts of Blinker's first time for a horse, say a five-year-old? Is that a negative? Is it a positive or is it neutral? Uh, I haven't got stats on it. I will yeah. say my instinctive reaction is it's desperation, but it yeah, seems 
But, um, well, people will point to Adaib, chucking the blinkers on him at age seven when he, uh, in an attempt to spark him up and then him winning. But I maintain, I'm, I'm probably a bit different to uh, some other people here, although I think we talked about this in the punning form data back me up, is that the Adaib very elegant form was lengths off what they're capable of and they were just able to win anyway because they were racing pretty ordinary horses. So I think a day, look, he's won and maybe the blinkers got him to win, but they didn't get him to go to his best. Yep. So they might have squeezed half a length or a length out of him, but it certainly wasn't the day of old that we saw 12 months earlier. Yeah. And so just to circle back to my original point, yeah, blinkers on at this stage of career sounds a bit like desperation. I've always just approached it, if you're putting blinkers on a horse that hasn't won uh, recently, so if you're going, you know, over a year or so, uh, a couple of preparations, haven't had a win, you're sticking the blinkers on for the first time, that's certainly desperation. But uh, Flutini mm-hmm. won uh, back in January over the same track and trip, or 1100 at Ascot it was, uh, then ran second, beaten a, a pimple by Samistat. Yeah, that, you, have horse, you haven't seen any traits she's displaying that suggests she needs them, or...? No, not really. And, and arguably would have won the Northern Sprint if had clear air at any way, but it was uh, running up backsides the whole of the straight, so no yes. momentum to the last 200. So, so Flirtini gets the double switch here, Pike off, blinkers on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And we're getting across because uh, Peter Nucky's on board. But in terms of the map, I know it's typically a back marker, but because it's drawn gate eight, it's automatically going to have at least five or six horses behind it, you'd think, from their Especially wide alleys. Especially the field of 16, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to really get back towards last or anything like that. I'd be disappointed if it settled there. Yeah, the old double switch, eh? Yeah, just a better price. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Windstorm. I thought the trial was okay. Uh, he can be a bit of a difficult horse in transit, though. He'll probably do something wrong. Might loom as the winner at one point, but I still think he'll be a little bit more efficient over a touch further than 1,200. So I'm not sure he's completely wound up. He's probably going to be targeting, uh, say, the, the Belmont Sprint and probably the Hyperion as well. What's Barrier 1 mean for him? Uh, he will, at best, I imagine, be settling worse in midfield. So okay. buried more than likely. Yeah. Very good luck. So, yeah, so for me, I'm going to back Flirtini at the price. Something on Massimo as well, who I thought was luckless in... Northern, but was probably hitting the line just as well as anything else. Um, and getting, what, $8.50 and $14 or so on both of those. So I'm more than happy to play there. He's been one of ours on the service too, going back, hasn't he, Massimo? Yeah, I think most of these have. Like, they're all good horses. I mean, we haven't even mentioned free trade, uh, you know, cup night. Unitime went forward last start, but goes back here, but ran really well in the railway stakes. So a lot of these horses on their best um, are more than capable of figuring here. Dance music, I thought, actually tried really well, but um, just not sure the 1200 is going to be as suitable as maybe a little bit further. And priced as if that trial was good already, so around that $14 mark. Uh, now, if it drifted out, and that's what I'll say about Elite Street as well, I'm half expecting the market to go against it because it's just been the profile of that horse. I don't know if you guys noticed that with certain horses or certain stables, but uh, every time at one last preparation in Perth, it seemingly just drifted out. It went $12 out to 17 In the winter bottom, it went 21 I think, out to an SP of $38 or so. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if there's just certain horses, whether it's a 
data thing or just a... I don't think it would be stable, but I, I do notice that uh, certainly that horse has been taken on a few times. Um, one of the questions I had just skimming the race was, um, where's Lacta? Uh, good, very good question. He's been obviously riding well. Uh, got one premier jockey. Yeah, well, <laughs> indeed. Uh, interesting having a look at the, the stats on, speaking of premier jockeys, William Pike this season. Certainly not as uh, effective in WA. I know he obviously hasn't been there as much, but judging by his usual standards, he's probably below par. So, Yeah. I'm not talking through me kick about yesterday or anything at all. <laughs> Is saying Lacta good yesterday? Money, <laughs> hockey, no money. <laughs> uh, I think that's about it. I'm not sure if uh, we'll obviously preview Rose Hill slash Scone tomorrow morning, Mark. But yep. you've got yep. Scone proper Friday, and then yep. the second half of Scone at Rose Hill on Saturday. Correct. Day, day one, Scone, Scone. Day two, Scone, Rose Hill, if, if that makes sense, which it doesn't. But <laughs> that's, that's <what> <laughs> I'm sure Racing New South Wales will be able to spin it somehow. Yeah, it's actually it's a Scone Jockey Club or Racing Club meeting at, at Rose Hill. It's, yeah, anyway, just play the cards we're dealt. They're basically next door to each other. Yeah, walking distance, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we've got Mounting Yard Mail from... Morfordville this Saturday, yes. so we can't uh, forget to give Rob Scurry a massive push. It's probably the most interesting uh, meeting for me this year, purely for that reason. I can't wait to see how he goes just with fresh horses. I mean, he might have seen a few of them before, but he's really going in completely blind and betting off, off the yard with uh, maybe the assistance of a couple of speed maps that I'll try and fire off to him so it's really not very much uh, you'll have to go on it's pure MYM yeah indeed uh, so if you're looking to get involved there purchase Rob's product it still says New South Wales but it's obviously going to be South Australia for this Saturday Curls your winter pack is the last few days you can get it for 10 weeks um, yep. which will take you through to what mid to late July basically yeah so we'll get um Obviously, the remainder of the of the Brisbane Winter Carnival, which will culminate in like the Stradbroke, I suppose, is the key is the biggest race. Um, it's about a month away or so, and um, and then yeah, that that pack will sort of you know drift into that off season stuff, but it doesn't really matter. There's the same racing every week here. There's winners to be had, and there's about fifty five meetings to bet into. So for twenty bucks a week, it's probably money well spent. I would have thought, especially if you. Uh, Especially if we're winning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't jinx myself here. We're shooting for nine straight Saturdays uh, this Saturday. And, and like, these, I, I enjoy the carnival because I get good jockeys on good horses with good maps. So we're going to be on the right horses for the next 10 weeks, so get involved. The jury court at home at Gatton on a Friday. Yeah. I've got Kilcoy tomorrow. Jeez, I, hope it's, I hope they cop the 60 mils at was reported around the place because if they get called off tomorrow that'll be a win just play it in a bomb threat if you have to <laughs> and meanwhile back in Victoria we've got uh, Jackson at Flemington through the mounting up mail there and he is holding the thought very well on his own accord 
uh, with Jack Dickens doing what he does best. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to say cleaning up shit, but that's probably a bit harsh. <laughs> bit harsh. Australia's leading second season, sire. <laughs> hey, that's enough of that talk. You might be uh, co-hosting a show with uh, Richard Haynes. <laughs> Someone promote the sport, for God's sake. Someone promote the sport. Only if you don't like gambling, but that's all right, girls. We've often, you've often mentioned the fact that uh, they'll be running for ribbons one day. It might be sooner rather than later if PVL gets his way. Very nice. All right, guys, thanks very much. Uh, Mark, I'll speak to you tomorrow. We'll join yes. Mark Sheen and preview the Rose Hill Scone meeting. And Curls, I'll see you on Monday for a bit of deep diving. Looking forward to it. Good luck. Go well. Bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>